0: schnozzle a little unprepared here barker on the air without my schnozzle is blair and barker for thursday
1: if i would have been a good teammate i would have got you that already but
0: you're a horrible Had set teammate. set up
1: for you you've already made it clear at
0: just about any time we talk about your your minor league baseball experience that you would have been a truly horse crap what do you teammate. what do
1: you mean have been I spent a lot, a lot of time in the minor leagues. I was a great, I was a great teammate.
0: Well, you just every every time you talk about it, you say it's all about me, it's all about me, it's all about me.
1: That's not what I said. That's 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 not even close to what I said. Well, you're you're like everybody else that's on the Twitter. You like <laughs> to hear what you like to hear, and then you tweet about what you want to tweet about because there's about there's no jack- repercussions for squat. it. You're exactly you know you're setting your ways. You only hear what you want to hear, okay? You
0: always say that. I didn't care about that clubhouse. I, I didn't care about that. I just wanted to get up to the majors. I think
1: it's very overrated.
0: I'm yanking your chain. How, I'm yanking your chain. Uh, I am. 3-2 the Jays lost to the Tampa Bay Rays yesterday. Uh, you say kakuchi kakuchied And And uh, first of four games against the Minnesota Twins tonight. In Minneapolis. 7-30 first pitch. We'll have Blue Jays talk after that. And hopefully, hopefully, well, my guess is not hopefully. My guess is we will know today one way or another whether whether or not Whit Merrifield, well, we'll get some clarification on his vaccination status, which I thought would probably be clarified yesterday, the day after the trade deadline. But such is not the case. And um, anyhow, if you are the Rays... You look at that win yesterday, and you want to talk about the impact the trades can have on a team. Jose Suri, singles, steals second, goes to third in a Randy Arena grounder. Uh, David Peralta fouls off five of the first six pitches from Adam Simber, smacks a tie breaking single. Rays go on to win 3 2. So the Rays trade acquisitions coming through yesterday. Kevin, let's talk about Yusei Kikuchi 12 pitch first, two strikeouts. 14-pitch second, two strikeouts. 31-pitch third against the bottom of the order. Hit batter on a 3-0 and pitch, which nothing would drive me more insane as a manager unless I wanted the dude to do it intentionally, than hitting a guy in a 3-0 pitch. Single to Pinto. I mean, again, the bottom of the order doing the damage. Diaz walk and uh, Isaac Paredes sacrifice. Uh, 31 pitches you, say Kikuchi. Final total: four innings pitch, two earned runs, three hits, five Ks, one walk. Would you make of that?
1: Yeah, well, he's, he's a he's a mechanical miss. Like that. That's I, I don't I don't think there's any other way to sugarcoat or or say that. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He tries. I mean, everybody's a nice guy. Everybody are they? Yeah, everybody's a nice guy. He he's he's trying very hard to correct some things, but in game situations where he needs to, after he throws a bad one to not duplicate that and throw another bad one or another bad one. The arm side misses are non-competitive. He throws way too many of those. I could go up there, stand right now, and take pitches out of the hand from him. When he gets it in the zone, it's obvious that the heater plays. Like, the, it, it plays. It's good. Like, he don't have to nibble with it. It don't have to be outer third. It don't have to be on the black. He can catch a bunch of the plate with that thing and get away with it. But how do you catch a bunch of the plate a lot of the times? That's the issue he's having. And, you know, he he's... A little too soon opening up when his front foot hits the ground, his hips are, are a little bit open. The arm drags. It's not getting up to the slot that he wants it to get up. Obviously they've, they've corrected some of that and tried to be a little bit more natural with it to where it's just whenever it, you know, he, he leaves the glove with his hand. It gets to a slot. He doesn't have to think about staying on top of it. So the the slider breaks more, or he's getting more movement on a split change up. It's just that, that, in-game adjustment for a guy that's been quite frankly around long enough to know how to correct it himself and doesn't need a pitching coach or a a personal catcher to have to tell him, dude, you've done it over and over again. You should know how to fix it. And I think that's sort of where we're at with him is where it's you, – you mentioned it. For seven batters, he's really good. And in the third inning, it just falls off. It's like all of a sudden he misses – he goes 3-0 on a bad hitter. He hits him on the fourth pitch and then it just sort of falls off the tracks. Like the train is just all of a sudden cuz he has one bad at-bat against a hitter that quite frankly he should probably get out all the time. It just for me it's 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 a, <coughs> it's very hard to watch. Like I you know I I, I say that with all due respect cuz again I know how hard he's working. He's trying is, to he fix is, he he's is try, a hard watch. He is he is a he's impossible to watch like it's just why can't you fix it like that you know again you you shouldn't need your pitching coach to run out there and now again I'd love I'd love to know what he said I, I know Petey's a very nice man and he he knows very good ways about saying things without actually saying it in a really bad way but occasionally you just got to go out there and go dude enough like we we've worked on this. Like, how many times? We gotta work. You you went on the 15-day IL to work on it. You worked on it we even, we over gave, and over we and over and over and over and over. And over injury. Again.
0: We gave you a fake well, I injury. You don't wanna say I don't want to
1: say that. We we sort of know that's what it is, but don't say it out loud. The the point is he's actually had time to fix it. And for whatever reason, it's an impossible watch. And and just we we talk about that depth thing all the time. This, I think, is what you're going to get from him. You'll have a good one. Not a great one. And then you'll have one that looks like this. Oh, like, you, to you be s- able to go back to back to back,
0: I don't why, think you're going to see it. You see now why the Seattle Mariners dumped them no when question. the games got Couldn't wait when the to get rid of him. Important.
1: Look to me like, and now you're knowing why that is. Like it's Again, I, that thing plays. Like that heater, you can tell. To a team that likes to go all or nothing, you know, the, the Rays lineup is a lot. of I got to get it down and yeah. go a little back leg. And, you know, we're not stringing together hits because we don't have the quality hitter after, over and over and over, especially with, you know, all the injuries that we've had. So we're trying to get a bloop and a bomb. That's how we're going to win it. And we're going to match up and give Bo Bichette four different pitchers to try and get through games and win games that way. But it's just, you know, it's... I think sometimes you just run out of words and sometimes you run out of ways to, to, you know, I've asked people, is it is it easy to fix flying open early arm trailing? And the answer that I've gotten multiple times is it should be. <laughs> it should be. Like, I see it. I'm not a pitching coach. You know, Pete Walker sees it. Uh, you know, the, the catcher, Danny Jansen, sees it. Like, the non-competitive flying, you know, trying to catch balls and, just out of the hand, it's not even close. It's very frustrating. Like, it's because of how good his stuff can be. And to see that how quickly it can... He's he cruising right along, right? And all of a sudden, he just turns the wheel. And <laughs> here it goes. I'm trying to be nice about this. But he's a big leaguer. Yeah. He's been paid like a big leaguer.
0: And it's August. Absolutely. Figure it out.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, every time you're going to ask me what 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 should we expect... He'll have a good one, he'll have a bad one. He'll have a good one, he'll have a bad one. He won't pitch in the playoffs. Uh,
0: This outing came after we found out that Ross Stripling was going on the IL with a right glute and hip hip strain, I should say. And uh, as of now, at least, it looks as if Mitch White, one of their trade deadline acquisitions, will get uh, an early chance to prove that he's the next Ross Stripling. Uh, he is expected to start. We're led to believe he'll start one of the games in Minnesota. Now he is on the AAA roster right now as part of a paper move. We also, as as uh, Ben Wagner reported yesterday, heard the use of the O word opener, which I never. Which by by this point in time, this organization shouldn't be using openers. It's August two thousand and twenty two. Um, you're supposed to have enough pitching depth that you don't have to dick around with an opener. Uh, I can't put it any other way. You're supposed to have enough pitching depth. I, I think
1: that, it's that more important to that. make sure Alec Manoa is Alec Manoa right. the rest of the season. Jose Barrios turns the corner consistently the is, is doing what he's doing. This, and you get what you get from the fourth and fifth that, guys. Whoever they are, But this you get gets, what you get. This gets back to... You have to open it. You have
0: to open it. This gets back to the trade deadline and um, the lack of a... You know, uh, the lack of an... I, or at least say impact arm Anthony Bass and Zach pop could have some impact. And as I said they're I think they probably make the bullpen better. They certainly give the bullpen something it doesn't have, but um, yeah, it, 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 it's not good. <laughs> Let's put it that way, especially after dealing Max Castillo. It,
1: it's not, and I'll, it's,
0: I'll, it's, it's not good. As you said yesterday, it makes you wonder. I mean, I've got to think that the glute injury didn't, just sort of manifest itself yesterday. I've got to think that they knew something about it going in the deadline. Well,
1: Wagner said he said they uh, did.
0: You know, I've got to think that they're obviously they're aware of the situation with Manoa. Um, it's uh, it, it just, it makes the, uh, some of the decisions that were, or were not made at the trade deadline, even a little more puzzling uh, knowing that you're not going to be without Ross stripling uh, possibly for, I guess 15 day DL backdated to July 31st, right? For two starts, maybe three starts, mm-hmm. depending on how serious the injury is. That's anyhow.
1: Well, let's not. Yesterday's game. Let's not put all this on the on the starting pitcher. Oh you know, no, he, he wasn't got, good. But the offense wasn't. I got some wasn't blame great, here. Wasn't great either. You know, and, Kirk, he's taken what's he for for his last 26. He's in some uncharted territory too. Mm. You know, the most games he's caught 53 this year. That's the most at the big league level. I know he's caught more than that at the minor league level, but just everything that goes with. Trying to get pitchers through a championship season can't be the easiest thing. It's The most at bats. Santiago he's ever Espinal. Had. Espinal and let's not forget the the cleanup hitter, Beau Well, Bichette. I was
0: going to go. I was going to go there next. I was going to go there right away. Bo Bichette yesterday, three strikeouts. Now as you said, did uh, yeah, three strikers. Did he see four different pitchers? He did. He saw four different pitchers. Okay, I kept track with three, but I'll take I'll take I'll take your word for it. Mm. In the cleanup spot this year, Bo Bichette, seven seventeen for seventy nine, seven doubles, no home runs, nine ribbies, twenty three strikeouts, five walks. Uh, the team is winning. It's been winning, mind you, for the most part since he's gone into that spot. Although they haven't exactly faced the the best pitching in the history of in the history of baseball. Bo Bichette's average is two fifty six. His OPS is now seven twelve, which is. Red, well, I wouldn't say red flag territory, but it's
1: not ideal for your it, playoffs. It's, it's
0: not ideal. <laughs> so, Kevin, is it simply, and I think we're on the same page here. I think we both, we both, we like the move. We understand the move. We've been talking about Guerrero's got to hit second. Guerrero's got to hit second. Guerrero's got to hit second. Well, now he's hitting second. Don't know if we ever really thought Alejandro Kirk would be number three starter, but is what. Again, the same thing that we talk about with Yusei Kikuchi. It's 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 August fourth now. Uh, is is the stuff that Bo Bichette having trouble with? Is this just at at this point that we have to say this is the way it's going to be this year?
1: Maybe, maybe. I, you know, I, I think I'm going to take up for him a little bit to to ask him to go from being a on base guy get on in front of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and whoever's else is hitting cleanup to Oscar Hernandez, Lourdes Guerrero, Jr., Who whoever that whoever that would be, to ask him to go to the cleanup spot. And and the manager said out loud, the reason why they're putting him there is to be a run producer. It's a lot to ask. Run producers don't grow on trees. I know you poo-poo the RBI, but they, the at-bats. I don't poo-poo the, it. The, I just the way that pitchers throw to guys when a guy is standing at second base is totally different. Like, it's just that's the, both sides are making their money off of one guy's keeping you from getting that run, and one guy's going to make more money because he's expected to drive that run in. So the bats get better. I do know if you've noticed, he is a, a guesser two ways, on a pitch, on a location, at least from what I've seen. I know he guesses pitch sometimes, but it sure looks like he'll guess location. That means when the foot goes up with him, his big leg kick, If he's looking away, no matter what the pitch is, he's going to swing at it. And I'm not sure at the big league level with as many moving parts as he has that he can sustain that and be decent at it. I'm not talking about being great at it. I'm talking about being decent at it. At the big league level, they can attack weaknesses. They, They sort of have figured out that they don't always have to throw him a a a strike now a strike can be that's why you look at his his numbers and and the chase rates you know has actually went down that's why sometimes you look at those stats you scratch your head because if you watch his at bats all year you don't really have to look at what he's chasing right all the time he doesn't chase a ball he chases pitchers pitches in counts that he doesn't have to do that And when you do that at the big league level, because you have a ton of moving parts, I don't care if you have the quickest bat on planet Earth. Ain't going to really matter because he's an inside out guy. He wants to lead with his hands. He wants to be able to think that right center and use the other side of the field. A lot of the times that ball needs to be closer to him. It's just easier to be able to do that to keep your hands, your barrel being the last thing closer to your body than it actually have timing of the leg kick and be able to drive down and through it and catch that ball out in front, which is what you have to do on the ball away. And that's the the adjustment that the league's made. So they get him looking over there and then they elevate the hard stuff. So they sort of get him in swing mode because of all the things that go into being Bo Bichette, the, being so aggressive and, and, you know, the, just the, the approach that he has. Oh, oh when he walks to the plate, you know, can he sustain that? That's the question. And right now you would say no, that, and, and he's not hitting fastballs, right? Right. 250 average. I think it's a little over 250. That's not good enough. You won't be good as a big league hitter. You got to, get it down, and get ready to hit the fastball. And we sort of saw saw that last year. You know, he came on this show. He's been on this show a couple of times. And he talked about the leg kick, the issues he's had timing-wise of getting it down, starting it on time, just everything that goes into a big move. How do you do that against velocity? We saw that last year when we started seeing that He eliminated the leg kick for a while. He did the two-strike thing like the last month of the season. You don't do that unless you're really fighting Mm -hmm. something. And we've seen that a little in between all year with this. And I just think it's a big ask. I know why they've done this because that aggressive thing, they're hoping that if you can get some guys on base in front of him, him so aggressive that now the pitcher thinks that they have to throw more pitches that he can hit and because he's so aggressive that that they can use that to their advantage and because of the bat to ball skills and the way he can use the whole field that hopefully he'll drive in some runs it just right now you know the 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 20 games hitting in the in the cleanup spot he's punched out 23 times yeah that's a lot of strikeouts right and and He's hitting under two hundred against left handed left handed pitching. Now that's only seventy one at bats. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot, lot of at bats. But, but again, you yeah. would think with a guy, you know, especially yesterday, not hard throwers. So that would mean you really got to zone up. You can't chase. You got to look for your pitch. Is that Bo? And I'm not mm-hmm. trying to take anything away from Bo. He's a talent. But there's times where you got to go take a step back and say, man, what I'm doing is just not working. This team relies on me a lot. They're trying to tell me that they're relying on me and they're putting me in a position offensively where I'm hitting in the lineup to do serious and special things because they think I can. Now it's up to me to make an adjustment and do some things different so they so he can be a little bit better and help this team. Can he make adjustments? Sure he can. Can he do it this late in season? Mm. Well, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough question to yeah, answer. And, and, and I'm the, not sure I'm the one that can answer that.
0: No, and, and the thing with Bo is – I mean, he plays every day. He, he, I I will say this. I don't think he takes it into the field, which is, which is good, but this gets back to the whole point. He's, he's a guy they don't, they don't give a day off to. I mean, the only Bo doesn't even Bo's hurt and he doesn't even get a full day off, right? He, 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 he comes out to pinch hit and, and I'm not saying that I disagree with the decision or anything, but it just, yeah, sometimes you wonder the, guy, sure the that- guy. The guy is out there. The guy is out there every day, and I understand that. You know, it's taking Bo out of the lineup and replacing him with Santiago Espinal, who's really not doing much offensively himself right now either. Um, you know, yeah, you don't lose anything defensively, but it it it, it really doesn't. I don't know if it has the impact you think it's going to have in your lineup, but I, I don't know what you do with him. Doesn't because... look,
1: doesn't look like the bat speed's going anywhere. It just looks to me yeah, like he's that's struggling a good point. With some that's mechanic, a good point. With some mechanic things, uh, getting the foot down, recognizing balls out of the hand, I think sometimes his approach is a little you question, right? The you can tell by just watching him that where he swings at a breaking ball, that will tell you he's either hunting breaking ball or he's hunting location because of the way he chases that pitch that probably in that county shouldn't. I'm sure he's getting smothered with stats and what he's not doing and what he should be looking for and how guys are attacking him. And the only thing I can tell you is, if you want to look at stats, you're Bo Bichette. Ahead in the county's hitting 382. Behind in the county's hitting a buck 45. Don't take no brain surgeon to walk up to a guy and go, hey, Bo, and read those two stats off to him. You're you're you can you can be a borderline great hitter if you just go to the plate and think about that. Because mm. I've, I've been in those modes where you think so much about your mechanics. Now again, he puts a lot of work in on his on the defensive side of the baseball. Now I'm not. I'm again. I, I can't speak to this, and I will not. It's not right for me to do that. You wonder if he's doing the same with his offensive side of the ball. You always see him out there early, doing all that early work defensively and the backhands and the, all the things that everybody's seen him do. I can't, I can't speak to that, whether he's doing the same exact thing with his offense. Because right now, it just seems like he's figured out the defensive side of it. He's got a lot of confidence doing that. It just seems like the what? confidence with his offensive side, he's struggling with something. What are the options? For Move him down in the order. The Put Jays. your best hitters, your top four or five. Right now, he's not one of them. Would you, would you be able to do that? Because he just seems like he's the one guy. And I I'm not, can't base this off of anything because I haven't talked to anybody that matters that makes decisions, and nor would I. It's not none of my business. But it just seems like by the way they're playing him every single day that it seems to be hard for them to walk up and go, hey, Bo, we're going to back off you a little well, bit. And moving him down in the order, what would that do? I've talked.
0: I mean, I've talked, I haven't talked about, about moving down in the order, but I did a piece on sportsnet.ca about why he doesn't get any time off. And, he, you know, he maintains that, first of all, he likes to play every day. Everybody likes, likes to play every day. But he said, you know, if, if uh, he, I, said, I, I asked him, what would the discussion be like? Yeah. Well, I want you to take a day off. He'd say, well, the first thing I'd tell him is I want to play every day and I don't want to take a day off. But then I'd kind of do what, you know, what, they, what they wanted me to do. Bo is, as John Schneider says, he's an interesting guy. Yeah, Bo, the number one sixty-two is important to him. He wants to be sure. out there every day. And I also I think, get- I also think, and and I will. I mean, I think I, I think I, uh, I think I pick up enough stuff and have been around players enough that I can say this and, and be pretty comfortable saying it. I really do think that Bo is a guy where the contractual status might be weighing on him. I absolutely do. And we've had this discussion. Not everybody's wired the same way. I talked about your guy Ryan Howard. Ryan Howard didn't Ryan Howard went year. Well, he to knew year. he was
1: going to make his money. He knew he was going to make gonna his gonna year. year.
0: Make and and he was completely comfortable with that. I do think you run into players every now and then who need an organization to say you know we've got confidence in you. Here's here. Okay, here's let's a think
1: about that for a second. You 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 are in an organization who normally doesn't drop a bunch of money until here lately. You know that you have a first baseman, your buddy that you've came up with, who's probably going to make a little bit more money than you are. Are you the odd guy out? He's a human being. Like yeah. he, you know, he was thinking that. He now, sees he sees
0: he sees an organization that has just tossed thirty six million dollars or whatever it was to you, Say Kikuchi. Went out and signed Kevin Gossman. I'm not taking anything away. And nope. Those are all. Yeah, with Kikuchi, we can talk about. But the Gossman signing, they had to do that. The Ryu free agent signing and the Barrios extension. Those are those are all completely defensible decisions. And you know, look elsewhere. How many? They don't have a lot of other than George Springer. I mean, Matt Chapman—they signed to a two-year deal to carry him through. Okay, that's okay, but they haven't been able to come to an agreement with Teoscar in a contract. Lourdes is still living off that contract that that they signed with him uh, coming out of coming out of Cuba. It, you know, Danny. I mean, it's it, it's it's not like this is an organization that has gone around giving out multi-year contracts to position players, and and I think. You know, there might be a philosophical thing here with with the Blue Jays. We'll go year to year with our guys, and you know we'll spend our money our our money in the free agent market. It, tonight's starter Alec Manoa. This is it. This is going to be a fascinating off season for Alec Manoa because now Alec Manoa Alec Manoa is the pitcher you've been trying to develop. He is a guy who, and this is not to say anything bad about him, but he's a guy who's motivated. He wants to make money. He wants, he absolutely wants to make money. No I mean, he wants to, and God love him. He wants to put his mother in a position where she doesn't have to, this is a good woman for, that would go hungry to feed him. him and his brother. Mm-hmm. He wants to put her in a position where she can do whatever she wants for the rest of her life. And that's great. But we also know that he and Bo, both, both of them didn't come to an agreement with the Jays, forced the Jays to renew them. I, I, I just, I mean, I wonder about that. I, I I I really do, and I've I think wait, that, we've I've talked to you about this. I've, I've had my concerns about this from spring training. Sometimes
1: there are guys you just have to do it. To I'm it. with you. I think there's a little something to that, but I will say this: a little bit started from last year. The timing on the fastball, the guessing, the just the the he's came out loud and said about the leg kick, and the, I, I I'm with you a little bit. I th- I think this is probably added to it and it puts more pressure on trying to fix it quicker, like you don't have as much time here because maybe you don't think your organization feels the same way about you as you want them to feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, not, I'm just saying that's big picture here, and he's a human being, and I'm sure he feels that way. If he has to you know, work around what they're trying to give him, he's a human. You, that's the way you're going to feel. But I just think the mechanic side of it, Jeff, you know as well as anybody, that's a big move. And there's reasons why not a ton of really good everyday hitters do that big of a move. Like you're kicking it as high as he kicks it and try and drop the back elbow and get the barrel in the hitting zone. Now, I don't mind that. That's a good thing. The longer it's in there, that's the King, King Griffey thing. As long as I can keep it through the hitting zone, even if I don't square it up and get the barrel of the, of the bat, gives me a chance. You know, gives me a chance to still want to hit 300, and that's the way you do it by length of the barrel through the hitting zone. But all the things it takes to, you know, just think about how many times early in the season you saw his backside, and I used to tell you this all the time, how many times his backside would fall across the plate. Now it's not doing this much now because he's made some adjustments and he knows that he has to finish a little bit more direct and through his target, but it's a process for him. And now all of a sudden you get where you're hitting in the order, and you get pitchers who now are trying to go as an organization, the same place the Blue Jays are going, and they're trying right. to game plan and get you out. Man, it's a lot to ask. It's, that's my point is, you know, you take him from the two spot who's hitting, got a little protection, and now he is the protection. A lot that's, to ask. It's a good point. Uh,
0: we're going to be joined by Tony Gwynn, Jr. In the 11 o'clock hour, talk a little San Diego Padres. He is the Padres radio analyst, the Padres Pretty nice performance yesterday from their newest acquisitions. Uh, You want to talk about making an instant impact. We'll talk to Tony Gwynn about that. Jeff Passan, our uh, weekly regular, joins us at 1130. We'll, We'll go back and look at the trade deadline and maybe poke through some of the embers there and get a sense of some of the deals that maybe weren't made, which are often the deals that are the most interesting because sometimes those are the deals that end up getting revisited in the offseason and end up getting made in the offseason uh we've got barker's back leg bits as a matter of fact we're going to change things up a bit because we've got enough of them we're going to go to them in the next segment the 10 30 segment will go to barker's back leg bits so he's still got five minutes to get in a question for kevin barker you can dm me sn jeff blair with questions for Barker's Back Leg Bits. It's Blair and Barker on Sportsnet 590. The Fan, Sportsnet 360, the Sportsnet Radio Network, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. The smartest takes on the biggest stories in sports. The Fan Drive Time with Ben Ennis and Stephen Brunt. Be sure to subscribe and download the
1: show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: 7.30 will be the first pitch tonight from Target Field in Minnesota. Barker's uh, going to miss his beauty sleep. Barker and myself will be doing Blue Jays talk tonight after the first of four games between the uh, Twinkies, my Twinkies, and uh, your Blue Jays. That right. It's funny how they're always your Blue Jays when they come a loss. Hey, I,
1: haven't, I haven't heard you doing any tooting about them Rays, though. Uh,
0: uh you know, it's you've got to have a fallback. It'll be Sonny Gray on the mound for the oof. twins. He eats up right handed. He's tough on hitting. him.
1: That's what the sinker slider. And Alec
0: Manoa for the uh Jays.
1: You gotta be quiet at the plate and you gotta think up the middle and think line drive. You think that's possible? No. <laughs> uh you know what time it is? It's a little
0: early today, but it's time for this. It's time for Barker's Back Leg Bits.
1: I don't know who he was praying to, but he, Barker's like, get, up, get out of here. And the guy's right at the fence. Like, I got this one, you know. <laughs> the umpires would throw the balls out. Like, hey, Barker's up. Bring yeah. in the six balls. We need the dead ones. Bring in the dead ones.
0: This is from Morgan Jamie. Uh, Twitter handle is Scott 10 who uh, obviously was just listening to our conversation and uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, hi, Jeff and Kevin. As Bo is struggling, maybe there's too much pressure on him. Maybe move him back up to the number two spot and Vlad to clean up. Now, this is something we talked about, but but that's... I, I want to ask you about that because we talked about how hard it would be to move Bo down in the order. And I understand that it'd be counterintuitive thinking, okay, the guy's scuffling. Oh. Let's move him back to the top. Okay. I mean, it seems to me that when, when, when you make this move, you're all... You're you're basically all in when you, I, this is to me it's one of those moves you can't undo if you're John Schneider like you you can undo Bo but you can't undo Vladdy hitting second because that destroys your whole reasoning okay. for making the move okay at I, least I'll, as you presented it publicly I'll right?
1: ask you who would you rather have one more at bat then Bo or Vladdy yeah
0: right now Vladdy obviously
1: so you don't you don't that's that's something you don't do if you're going to do anything which it will be a tough it'll be a tough sell. You'd move him down now. Where you would move him down to? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. I don't know where you move him to. I don't. I don't even know if it would work. Now, part Mo- of- moving him down. Moving him down ain't going to change the fact that all the things that go into him being a really good hitter, right? Ain't going to change if he's sitting sixth, Correct. or Seventh Correct. or fifth or so. I, I'm just not sure if that's the answer either. Uh,
0: no, and then of course the thing we have to keep in the background here is the fact that George Springer's status also plays a role in this because the leadoff spot is also going to get that extra at bat. And, sure. and that's why I am with you. Like we'll see what Whit Merrifield brings. I don't see him. I, I don't see him being the everyday guy. Maybe if he comes over here and the change of scenery is great and he goes on a roll, then maybe you do it. But I I'm, I'm kind of down with Guriel with Guriel leading off. Do you
1: think it matters for this organization to keep Bo happy?
0: Wow. I mean, they treat him. I get back to the fact that he plays every day.
1: Yeah, but does that does that have anything to? Do? <laughs> well, you can look at that a couple of different ways. Yeah, but our- the, the one main thing is is you know, Chap and your shortstop who plays a lot and wants to play a lot and is speaks a lot. I does it have more to do with that than it does? You know, just it's it's not worth the hassle to not play him every day if he wants to play every day.
0: Yeah. I so what was the original question again? Is the organization
1: uh, to keep him happy? Do, do they do they care enough? Because I say I know you, You'd have to you'd have to sell it to him to say it's okay. It was best for our team for you to for us to move you out of the two hole and put you up the cleanup spot because we think you can drive in runs better than the other guys that we could put in the cleanup spot. Oh, by the way, you're not doing that. I've listen. I've and we're gonna move you down.
0: I've said all along that I thought. he be chapped? I've said all along that I thought by this point one of these two guys would be on a long-term contract with the Jays. And neither of them are. It doesn't seem to bother Vladdy. I don't know if it bothers Bo, but Bo is certainly more willing to speak about it than... No, than Vladdy, who just kind of shrugs and... and
1: Vladdy is having a better offensive year than Bo is. Vladdy's so it's a little a better... easier for him to right. take... Exactly. ...not having a long-term exactly. deal. Bo is not.
0: I If you had asked me this question at the start of the year, is it important for the organization to keep Bo happy, I would have said yes. I don't... I think it's still important. Is it as much of a priority as we may have thought they're not treating him like it's a priority i'm not saying they're mistreating him but they contractually they're not they're 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 not treating him as if as if his they're not treating him as if his financial desires the
1: optics is are we'll yeah, are,
0: are important to them and again, this is a team. This is a team that has that has definite philosophical leanings. I always tell people, don't get carried away by the fact that they spend money in free agency. They, you know, organizations do have different philosophies, and I think the way the Jays view their own players and view their minor league system is a little different than the way than the way they view free agents. But it, it is a it is a good question. I listen. This is it's. Thank goodness that this team is in the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. Because if this team was not in the playoff spot, if this team was where the Chicago White Sox are, for example, you'd be having some discussions about, okay, what's the long-term future for Bo and Vladim and by not even long-term. What's the short-term future going into 2023? If, if this team was where the White Sox are, we'd be asking, all right. And Bo was doing what he's doing. We'd be saying, is it, is this maybe a change of scenery thing? And time will tell, time will tell, mm-hmm. but, uh, Morgan, it's a, that, that's, that's our take. I, I don't think you can move Vladdy out of the number two spot right now. I think the only move you make, if you make a move, is move Bo down. And then that begs the question, who goes up in there? Uh, we talked about Matt Chapman. He hit higher in the order for Oakland on a couple of occasions. You know, Whit Merrifield comes over here. You know, there is a scenario, I think, where you see both Whit Merrifield and George Springer in the lineup at the same time. Uh, Whit Merrifield and center George Springer's a DH maybe Whit Merrifield hits I I don't know I'm just throwing that out there but they're all they're all sorts of moving pieces right now though I think you have to uh you you have to I I just think you have to stick with Bo you have to think of uh you have to go with what you're going to boy there's a lot of there's a ton of questions about um about Bo Bichette and a lot of them sort of in the same the same area uh Brandon Gervais uh, wants to know how many times Bo's throws. At, this is, you'll know why I'm asking this, Kevin. Talking about Bo's throws to first base, you know, he talks about how they're not always at Vladdy's chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it from lack of arm strength? You pointed out something to me. I sent you a text, I think, during, was it the last game before the deadline? And Bo kind of made a couple of throws that. You could tell Vladdy, Vladdy had to move a little bit at the last second. Then I, was, mm-hmm. then I said to you, man, looks like Bo's throws aren't where they should be. And you said, mm, no. Some of those are Vladdy is still learning first base.
1: It, it is. Well, footwork's a, a big deal around the bag if you're a first baseman. He gets very stationary. He runs over. He puts his right foot on the bag. And then he stretches to where the play's going. A lot of the times he starts straight up and down. you got to get in an athletic position. you got to think bad throw first that puts you in that position that you can adjust and it doesn't look like it looks some of the time. Now, Bo is a big league shortstop and you expect big league shortstops to most of the time throw it and make it a no-brainer. You know, now a lot of the the times because of where they play in the shift and you have to move around and you're throwing it from weird angles and you're throwing it across your body, occasionally you're going to choke one off and you might throw one where Vladdy has to adjust and make some different stretches. I think it's both. I th- I just think both could get better. And both, this is both. but this is this is a natural this is a progression, yeah, right? Yeah, we're it's not absolutely. we're not criticizing no, them because they're not, not. working no, hard, no, hard enough. enough. This is just Those came a long way. Yeah. And so is Vladdy. Vladdy's got a lot of oh. confidence at first base. You expect when the ball is hit or thrown or a pop up goes in the air to Vladdy, you're out.
0: Oh, and I also expect I Same with now. The aggressiveness Vladdy has when it comes to putting on plays and things like that as well. Like that's a sign of a guy who's really, really comfortable. But mm-hmm. you didn't. You've said a couple of times that it's just his, his the positioning of his foot. Could we be we a have better.
1: also seen PFPs or early work. Yes, and we, we have. Saw, I think we were there Friday when they were doing that. Yep. And you could actually see coaches over, you know, sort of saying Vladdy catch it this way on a, on a pickoff throw from the pitcher. Like they're still learning that he needs to do, right? It's, it's He's mm-hmm. a young guy. He's he's went from third base to first base. Everybody says, oh, it's easy. Should be able to do that. But with the shift and the way everybody's moving around, now that may change next year, obviously, but the way it is now, everybody's moving around the you know as much ground as, as Chapman covers, and he can throw from all these weird angles. Now, he's a right-there guy, right? He's going to give yeah. it to you right at the chest most of the time. But you have to expect that, and I think some of the times – I don't want to say he gets lazy because that's a bad word. It's not right. He works hard. I don't want to say that. But I think he just falls into I, – I get it there so many times I just expect it now, and he doesn't put himself in a position to expect a bad throw. And I just think the more work he does, the better off he'll be over there and the, and the footwork will look better and there's, he'll catch balls and, and make it look easier. There's so many uh, of all the
0: positions in the infield perhaps with the exception of catching, right? I don't know if there's another position in the game where you see so much of the same thing as you do at first base, right? Because the throw to first base is the throw to first base. Mm -hmm. And I would think that part of the deal with being a first baseman is, what what was it uh, Cecil Cooper told you? Cecil Cooper. Cecil Cooper. What did he he tell you about? Treat every ground ball like it's, uh, like basically expect a bad hop in every ground ball. No question, no question. And it's, but it can't be that easy to do that with a throw, right? Because you take a bazillion throw. I mean, you take throws from dudes between innings when Jeff, you're warming this is not up. Hard.
1: This is not hard to think about. Any, any person that's learning how to play first base, it's easier to go from the ground up than it is to go from top to the ground. It's just easier that way. It's It's more fluid. You're more athletic. That's why I say it doesn't mean you have to go over and, and squat down like a catcher. No, just have a little bit more bend at the knees and expect a bad throw. Doesn't mean you're going to get one, mm-hmm. but if you do get one, you're already in an athletic position and you don't have to adjust your body to go to the baseball. Your body's going to go to the baseball because your eyes are already so down towards the, where the throw's probably going to go that it just naturally goes where it's supposed to go. So that's my point. It's, how not, many, a, it's not a big move. How many times
0: does a first baseman not see the ball when he catches it? Just reaction. Like a throw from.
1: Well, the balls that are in the dirt, a lot of that's luck. But you, but because you put yourself in an athletic position you do see to where you can put your glove to where it needs to be, if it has to, you know, where it has to, the, the webbing has to be up and down, or you have to actually backhand the ball, you just want to, you want to give yourself a chance to make the play. And if you're straight up and down and not in an athletic position and not using your lower half. It's much harder, and most of the time when you do that, you don't make the play. RJ Sawatsky.
0: Hi, Jeff. Was wondering if management's lack of action at the deadline was not based on Yankees and Astros, but more of an internal thing. This is what you were talking about. I think there was an expectation of Vladdy and Bo to drive the bus this year, but two-thirds of the season are gone. They're both struggling. I mean, I don't know if i say... Struggling strong. Struggling strong. It is. But but I'll, I'll say this. Both of them, they don't have the numbers we thought they would. That's fair and they don't seem to have made any true progression at the plate. Maybe management sees that because of their youth. They are not quite ready to take the wheel. Rod and Victoria, Kevin, you... Okay,
1: I, I, here, I'm, this is the way I'll answer It's, not, it's mentioned... not their fault that they don't have balance in the lineup. Uh, it's it's For me, it's not their fault that the Yankees are having an historic season. Hmm. I mean, they've taken a little step back now just because teams are starting to catch up and know that they are going to have to figure out ways to beat the Yankees. And, and you can flip that... Two on, the, on the Astros side. Like there, there's, there's those two teams and then there's everybody else and everybody else is trying to play catch up. It's very hard to answer that question. We could come on here and make something up but it just seems like what the Blue Jays need is obvious but they are big moves. You need big time arms. Well, so there are a lot of teams. You need a big time left-handed bet. Don't grow on trees. Gonna take you something to get it. It's not the easiest moves to make I think it's more for me that than it is, again, I, I hope that Ross is not doing things with his organization, and, and I'm pretty sure he's not, on what other teams are doing. But you're human. We talk about the the human side of what hitters are doing and what's going on with their contracts. GMs are no different. They see what the Yankees are doing, the Astros are doing, and you got to be realistic sometimes.
0: This moved an hour ago, and... Um... We want to find the uh the the listener who asked the question uh here we go nathan james the nelson lamette Juris familiar and jackie bradley jr have been dfa'd now i don't know if bradley jr's been dfa'd yes but an, yet but an hour ago it was reported the red sox were going to do it
1: yeah
0: thoughts uh i'd have brought jackie bradley jr on this team
1: I guess. Especially yeah, given, d- especially defense- given... Defensively, I, no, no brainer. If I, I, mean, if if I get him, Zimmer, it's,
0: it's adios Brad- Bradley no, no Zimmer. No question.
1: So if that's, if that's what toot your horn, uh, absolutely. I mean, defensively, he changes things. He can play center. And then you can do th- whatever you want to do with George. If you want to DH, if you want to give him a day off, if you want to put him in right, you can do whatever you want look to do. Look at now.
0: it now. You've got a natural – you could have a natural platoon there. If that's the way you wanted to go, you could keep Kirk in the line. If you could have a natural platoon – with Jackie Bradley Jr. and Whit Merrifield as your center fielders. It, Did they
1: DFA him or send him down?
0: I'm just looking on uh, – I don't think they can send Ser- him down. Service time, I think. I don't think they can send him down. But I know that W.E., I know that Rob Bradford had uh, had reported – here we go, the Boston Globe, Jackie Bradley D- Jr. designated for assignment by Red Sox, according to league sources. And that has been, that's now been reported uh, in several outlets that uh, he's been designated for assignment. I I mean, yeah, I would, as I said, who'd you rather have, Bradley Zimmer or Jackie Bradley Jr. in your team? Is there anybody out there, anybody out there who would take Bradley Zimmer? Not a chance. I mean, at least Jackie Bradley Jr. gives you a chance of a competitive at-bat. And he is a good enough defensive. Left-handed. He's, he's a good enough defense. Yes, he's left-handed. <laughs> he can he's, he's a good enough defensive you. center field. He can, oh, you
1: that he can get on base. He can run. Sure, he yeah. can run the bases, and he plays elite defense. And he's been around, right?
0: He's not going to be afraid to grab a bat out of the bat rack and go up to plate at Yankee Stadium and pinch it. it, it's, a, it it's, it's, it's an interesting idea. Denelson Lamette, I'd thought about. I mean, boy, I'll, you, you look back at what this guy was a couple of years ago for the Padres, and, and I mean but he's just, he's, he's had a lot of injury concerns I, it, to me. I mean, if it's not going to cost me anything, I would take, I mean, and based on the the stuff you got at triple right now, why the hell not? I, why not take a shot in a guy like that being able at some point to, to come back and help you? Uh, but that would have to be, that would have to be in the minor leagues. It almost seems to me a guy you'd talk about in the off season. I, Listen, I don't mind taking chances on starting pitchers. But I think one thing this year has shown us is that next year, you you can't be depending on the Thomas Hatches no or the Anthony Kays of this world. I mean, you just can't. Now, the name that has not been mentioned here, and I don't know what's going on with him because there has been so much going on. I don't know if anybody's even talked to John Schneider that much about it. But I wonder where, where Nate Pearson is. In his progression, and maybe there's another. You know, maybe there's a guy that comes up and is that arm out of the bowl. I'm, I'm going maybe, 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 maybe. But I, I was just thinking of Nate Pearson for no for no no apparent reason. Maybe it's because we were talking about prospects I think, or minor leagues. I think we're that
1: hoping that my, I'm not hoping, no, but it, it just I had no expectations it happens,
0: Yeah, I got no expectations we'll for him it. until I actually until I see him throw. Until I see him face more than one batter in a major league game, I'm just I'm going to hold off with any expectations for Nate Pearson. But it would be fascinating if Nate Pearson came back and could give this team a little bit of. He's a fifth even and sixth an
1: guy for you, and they got a ton of those. Well, they do. They got a ton of those.
0: They do have a ton of those.
1: Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. That
0: is. Wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind that. And we know that there was some discussion with Jackie Bradley Jr. when he was a free agent. I just, I, I got to imagine if you're the Red Sox. I mean, you've DFA'd him, so it's not like you're gonna. I don't think you would necessarily be picky in deciding where he goes. Um, but that's an interesting, interesting observation. It's certainly a name we'll keep we'll keep monitoring uh, because again, if you can get rid of Bradley Zimmer, that. As several people have pointed out to me you came out of the trade deadline. You still had Bradley Zimmer and Zach Collins in Tampa with you. Now somebody's going to have to go for Whit Merrifield,
1: but. Um, well, we, we yeah. know why Zach Collins is here because the number three hole hitter. You're you're yeah, wondering what he can give you offensively by playing a little bit more, as a catcher. I mean, honest to God, at
0: this point, I might you might as well. You're not going to trade him at this point. You might as well have Moreno up here as your number three guy.
1: Nah, that's. What's he gonna uh-huh. learn up here sitting on the bench? He'll, he'll learn more in AAA, putting the fingers down and controlling a game. And when it's going bad, what does he do as a catcher? That, that's that's how you know a good catcher and a borderline great catcher is those guys that are you know big part of a game. I know it doesn't always happen because they're going to usually take them out. But even with the highest leverage guys, when they just don't have a pitch, how did that catcher help that pitcher get through it? That's that's the difference for me. And right now, Moreno and Marino I, you know the, 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 all, all the prospect lovers you know they're, they're sometimes hard on me because I'm hard on him the he's got some things to learn like you yeah, I think we can all agree on that he's a good player he'll turn into being a good he, player offensively what is he
0: well you talk to people around the team and and you know I understand the pitch framing numbers and all that but if you talk to people around the team they'll the first thing they'll tell you is you know he stabs at too many balls like there's there's a lot of there are a lot of parts of his game that aren't aren't refined enough Nope, to be ready for the majors, and that's not his fault. That's kind of the way the game is. He's but seems a young like a dude. Smart
1: guy can learn that. Yep.
0: Tony Gwynn Jr. will join us. The San Diego Padres had quite a bit of excitement surrounding them at the trade deadline. Jeff Passan as well. It's Blair and Barker on five ninety three sixty wherever you get your favorite podcast.